Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Everyday PM podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Ann Campia. I am just one of the hosts uh, for the podcast. Joining me is Oscar Arcega. Do I have that last name pronounced right, Oscar? That's correct, yes. And Oscar's yes. actually joining us uh, as a former uh, cohort uh, student of mine, uh, not of mine, I didn't teach him, but we were in the same cohort for the University of Southern California's Master of Science and Project Management degree. Uh, we met there, we became uh, colleagues and, and, and really interesting and left connected on a lot of topics related to project management. So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. Uh, for those of us joining us for the first time, uh, the Everyday PM podcast is where we talk about project management related topics, project management principles, and really how do you relate that to your everyday life. Our topic today is really one of interest to me and hopefully to those that are listening. And today we're really going to dig into uh, certifications and degrees and anything related to educating yourself to become a project manager. So Oscar, before we get into it, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, kind of your background and uh, to those listeners. Okay, my name is Oscar Siga. Um, I actually work in USC. I've been working in their IT department for almost 15 years. Uh, I don't have an, I didn't have an official project title, but we do obviously handle a lot of IT projects there. So. My project experience is based on, you know, I was a project manager by accident. Um, and then, yeah. uh, I, you know, you always have something new to learn. So the P, the project management master's program at USC is actually very good. It was uh, kind of highlights a lot of things. It brings up the old cliche, you don't know what you don't know until you know. So true. And, and, and really uh, what you think you know challenged and, and maybe debated and discussed from folks who have the same experience, but it may be a different outcome or, or something like that. And we had, you know, a cohort of people who came from various backgrounds. Uh, we have people who were just starting to think about project management, had zero experience as a project manager. Then you had your more tenured uh, colleagues that were in project management for several years had become maybe even consultants in the business at that point in the industry. So it's kind of, we had a plethora of uh, experiences with it sprinkled throughout our cohort. I think uh, for Oscar and I, it was, I, I agree with you. I, myself as a project manager, it's, it was something I fell into. Um, it's something that I didn't necessarily think, oh, I'm going to be a project manager, which means I'm going to go after this degree or this sort of certification. The experience started to come in and really mold my interest in the in the position and in the industry in itself. And subsequently is when I started to think about getting additional certifications and, and education in the field just to you know, amplify what I was already doing in my uh, professional career. So Oscar, I think my first question to you to kick us off is what made you consider and then end up pursuing the master's degree in project management? Well, well, initially, I work at USC, so the degree is free, but more important, um, Amazing. I feel, you know, the, the thing is that I had to look at different places to get my master's. And one of the things that was important, my wife is a nurse, and one of the things she always tells me is she can go anywhere in the world and be a nurse. And I realized that while I'm in IT, I could go anywhere in the world, but I don't know how much that changes. But project management is one of those things where you can go anywhere in the world in any field, medical, 
pharmaceutical, IT, um, yeah. manufacturing. It doesn't matter. It, it's it's people, resources, goals, and execution for outcomes. So that literally falls into any field, in any organization, in any part of the world. So the 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 opportunities and 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 the the just the aspirations and opportunities that are available are, are, are immense. They're 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 unmeasurable. You can literally go anywhere. You don't have to stick yourself in IT. You don't have to stay in medical. You don't have to stay in the own field. You can go in any field you want because ultimately you're going to be managing resources to meet a goal. And yeah. that that can change from making a, a garment to making a car to making a building. Yep. And, so, and, yes, opportunities are, opportunities were, were, were more um, appealing. Yeah, is that something I'm curious? Is that something you had to do a little bit of research on? Is is this bit of information of knowing kind of how widespread project management is and the industry itself? Is that something you were clued into, or you had to uh, do some searching to figure out? Oh, this is the industry that can take me places. I actually have a lot of uh, family and friends that are in different fields. So my brother's in the gas company. Uh-huh. So he's, they have project managers. My wife is a nurse, like I said before, and they have project managers. My sister works in the insurance industry. They have project managers. Um, I know people who work in printing industries. They have project managers. And I'm like, wait, there's there's a there's this theme that you can literally go anywhere. And when asked what do they do, the the materials and the goals changed, but the overall outlining you know mm-hmm. path was the same. It was we have an idea, we need this change. Here's what we, need, how, what we have to make that happen. And then you make it happen. It's like, okay, that's awesome. Because that opens up a lot of doors. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And what what about the, you know, extended education? What what what's, what did you consider when you ultimately made the decision? I'm going to go after this particular degree. Because I think for a lot of folks, it's definitely an investment in time. Uh, especially for us working professionals where you can't go to school from your normal, you know, eight to five, have classes during the day. Uh, the other piece to consider is family. If you have family, there's other folks' schedules you have to consider, you know, working around that part of it. There's a social life that you would have to consider. And then ultimately, I think for a lot of folks, what the struggle is, is the financial impact and the financial investment that you would have to make to pursue a degree. Obviously, in your case, Oscar, you're the smartest of us all because you work for the university that um, is providing free education for you, which is amazing, by the way. So folks, if you are not clued into that, then you heard it from Oscar that if you work for, at least for USC, they do some sort of um, incentive that you can actually pursue uh, higher education, which is fantastic. But for other folks, you know, the investment itself is could be astronomical. So what ultimately for you then, Oscar, was what made you say, yes, I want to pursue this degree? Well, the first thing is for me, um, I came here as an immigrant. So for me to even work at USC was a win. Getting a bachelor's there was beyond anything I could imagine. Getting a master was surreal all through the program. Every time I got kind of beat down from the work, mm-hmm. I just had to realize like, wow, I'm in a master's program at USC. And it, it was enough to, to lift me up. But the biggest challenge was juggling time. Because yeah. I have a I have a eight year old and I have a thirteen year old now. They were obviously a little younger back then when I started, and I had to find I found myself a lot of times studying from like ten p.m. Yeah. 
2 a.m., 3 a.m., sleeping for about three, four hours, and then going to work just so that I wouldn't miss out on their life, so that I could watch the movie with my daughter or, you know, go ride the bike with my son or just chase them around the house playing tag. Sure, Those sure. little things because they, they, they don't understand that you're doing that. And I noticed it because the first week I was just buckled into the office, like, you're always in there. What are you doing? And I realized I'm not making time for them. Mm -hmm. And I can go back to school. If that's the case, I could go back to school in the future, but mm -hmm. I can't get back the time I, I lose with my kids. That's great. So I decided to, I'm going to see if I can muster the staying up late. And uh, so, yeah, you get really hungry at night. So you put on the pounds. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so. I, you know, you go through the day, then you stay up late at night, and you're always munching on something because you're, you're trying to stay awake. Sure. Um, but that was the hardest part is the time balancing. So, just recently, one of the things my daughter was telling me is, you know, how, she didn't understand how I could do it. If they're going somewhere, they have an event, they have the student, you know, the student events, and they have the parent conference teacher, they have all these events, and I always found a way to make it. And even right now, I don't even know how I did it. But I still have super dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you pull your heroics. You make your sacrifices, right? And then yeah, you did the things you had to do. To I think I think you make a really really good point. Is there's a lot of sacrifices that you had to make, uh, you know, just within your normal schedule, and probably sleep uh, that you normally would hours of sleep that you would have. Um, but you know, the, I think there was something really important within you to say, you know, I want to get a, a master's degree to kind of solidify your your stance in the in the role and maybe so much so in the industry as well um i think the master's degree in particular is an interesting one because as far as i know there haven't been many masters in project management programs uh it's i feel like it's a relatively new uh, uh program and kind of level of education you can get in project management uh, I don't think it's been around for that long. And in particular, the program we went through, I think we were one of the earlier cohorts of it. Um, but when I look across what the kind of the career definition of a project manager is, at a minimum, most of the job requirements are for a bachelor's degree in some sort of business or management or, or related field. So for quite a number of years, even though project management has existed as an industry for a long time, the only real attainable education or credits or credentials that you could get was the project management professional certification. Uh, yeah. So to say that now you and I have both graduated with a master's of science in project management is fantastic, but it's a relatively new degree. So what you'll find, I think, across the industry is that more people have invested in the PMP, the Project Management Professional Certification, than they have pursued a master's degree up to this point. So I think, uh, and when I talk to other project managers about why uh, make the sacrifices, for example, that you've made to pursue the master's or to pursue the certification, it all comes back to the industry is growing to your earlier point and there are certain things that you can add as a value to yourself and to prospective employers to say hey i do believe in in myself and in, in the in the knowledge uh knowledge areas of project management and in the industry overall that i've invested my time and my money to get 
you know, whether it's a PMP or MSPM or, or whatever it is to kind of set yourself, um, make yourself stand out from amongst the other project managers in the industry. I think that's ultimately kind of why I pursued the master's degree was to get a leg up on on the competition. Uh, project management in the, at the speed that it's growing, Oscar, is, is phenomenal. And to your point, the, every company has some sort of PMO now, project management uh, type role, to where now you're competing with people who have zero zero experience in project management and are now pursuing higher education or certifications just to kind of get offset the lack of experience they may have as a PM. There's a balance that you have to kind of play around with at this point, right? So you yourself having so many years of experience now, to me, is further amplified from a professional standpoint with this MSPM kind of tagged on to your resume, which is which is really great, by the way. And for the folks that are listening, Oscar just finished the program not too long ago. So I was super excited to bring him on the podcast just because he is fresh out of graduating from the program. So congratulations to that, too. Now, one of the things you mentioned is the degree and the certificate. I think one of the differences between both is the certificates kind of establish that you have the knowledge and sometimes I think people confuse information with knowledge. So for example, I don't know where I heard this, but the dictionary is full of information, but it doesn't really have any knowledge. You have to put it together. Um, and when you go to do the PMP, and I think we talked about earlier where they, one of the questions was, you know, which one's correct? Is it, uh, what's more correct to add value to the organization to make sure your triple constraint is in check or to make sure that um, your project is delivered on time? Mm -hmm. Now, practically me at USC, if I have to spend an extra $2,000 and I can gain an extra $20,000, then the correct answer would be go over budget and gain that extra value. But the PMP will tell you, no, no, the most important thing is that your your schedule, your time and your cost all stay in check. So those are the kind of things that I think are the difference between the certificate and the program. One tells you, okay, I've read the book, I have the knowledge, I can check off the boxes. When you go to the master's program, these are people, the professors I had were just amazing. I think my first professor was in the anthrax scare project. So it was a big, you know, how do we, how do we respond to this? Uh, some of my later professors currently work from pharmaceutical to owning their own business, their own consultant business. And these are people who have 30, 40 years under their years belt. and years, yeah. And they're sharing this knowledge and this, this amazing wealth of, of, of information that you can now, you don't have to make those mistakes they made. You don't have to cross that same bridge that they crossed. You know to avoid that bridge because it's faulty and you go through this path because it's a little more solid. And I think that's the difference between like the program we're taking or we took and the certificate. The certificate just checks off. Yes, I do the work, I know the knowledge, but the PMP itself doesn't really give you a training. It just exposes you to what a group of people said these are the accepted standard and practices and then you say okay i agree these are the standards and practices but just from this recent change you can tell that that's still molding and that's still not very it's still liquid form because they just changed their test where 50 percent of the questions are now focused on people yeah and like i said earlier it makes sense because someone wanted change and requested it from some person that person approved it, 
another person gave it the budget. They then pass it to another person to do the field work. They pass it to another people to execute the work to make sure that. So every step of that process as a person, it makes complete sense to me that it would have shifted over to 50% focused on people. So yeah. again, the PMP, the PMP is, is something that you can put on your, on your resume. I've seen some postings where they say, you know, PMP is required. Yep. And I sit there and I think about people that I know that have the PMP and they are, they are as sharp as a, as a brick. I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not <laughs> things like simple things like, um, you know, when you're working in a building, like a USA working in a building and access to the building is assumed, but it shouldn't be right. Every day. And yet, and so we currently have a project where access to the building was something we had a problem with. And I explained to this person that this is a problem we've had in the past and I'm not a project manager. So they said they have it handled mm-hmm. that has now caused us to push the schedule out because we had issues accessing the building. So again, having the PMP just says that you read the book and you can pretty much regurgitate the knowledge of the book, but it's not until you have some stripes on your belt that you can actually, and I'm not talking about a six Sigma, I'm talking about, you know, just experience of life that you can say, okay, that's not going to function very well. I can't make these assumptions. And I think that's the difference between the certificate and the education at USC is the certificate sure. portion has a lot of information and that information leads you to assume a lot of things are going to be in place. Whereas the USC education, that really does put a lot of things in light and says, okay, this is not going to function. And if it does, great. But if it doesn't, I need to figure out how to mitigate it when this hits the fan. And that's the difference between, for me, certifications and the education. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And you said it so eloquently. I think that's exactly what's what's happening here is there's a divergence that's happening uh, between the certification and now these master's programs that we see popping up where we spend a lot of time in our master's program doing case studies, sharing real life experiences, uh, you know, educating one another. If we weren't getting the perspective from our instructor, we were getting it from each other because everyone came from different experiences and different backgrounds and could share those experiences. And it was the real life application, whether it was to a project of our own or to a project that existed in time uh, that we could look retroactively at and, and understand what went well, what didn't go well and do almost like our own mini lessons learned against it. That's where I think the real value of the master's de- degree came from or comes from. Um, and ultimately what I, I took away from it is um, understanding everybody's unique perspective to the same situation and how that can be, uh, how you can impact that from a project management standpoint. Uh, whereas to your point, like with the certification, the, the, the point I wanted to come back with that you said was a lot of employers ask for it, but I don't know that they necessarily know what they're asking for. You know, just because the PMP is so globally recognized and so many people have it, and I'm not putting it down whatsoever because I have a PMP myself and I think it's really important to pursue the and understand the knowledge base and the knowledge areas that have were grounded in as project managers. Um, and to the folks that have gotten it, I, I, I highly commend you for investing your time and effort there too. I, I, on the flip side of it, I don't necessarily think 
that employers know when they ask for a PMP, what that even means. And case in point is you'll see it across a lot of job descriptions, PMP recommended, PMP preferred. I've worked at now, you know, a few organizations where that was in the job description, but not necessarily what was hard, what, what was hired for. The other piece of that is I don't think the employers understand what would differentiate someone with a certification and what would differentiate somebody who didn't have one. Um, and I, I guess where I'm going there is there's not really a broader education of certifications and even the master's degree um, across like employers who are not so knowledgeable about project management in general. So, you know, go ahead. No, no, I finished my thought. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that I think the PNP and the, the UC education um, contribute to, and I think because the USC, USC, we use the, the PMBOK mm-hmm. throughout the program. That's that's one of the fundamental books that we use. So you can't really bash it because that's what that's like the Bible of the of the program. Um, one of the things I think it does is it allows you to see the organization, regardless of the field, as a holistic view. Um, imagine if you tripped over a sidewalk, and as you fell down, you you know you're gonna bash your face in, and your hands say nope. I'm not going to catch her because it's not my not my project. It's not my responsibility. It's not for me. That was their mistake. The foot can deal with the face later. So mm-hmm. I think what happens in a lot of organizations, they isolate themselves. There's a silo mentality. I see that happening. We just went through a transformation. I see silo mentality happening in my organization, even though it's supposed to be weeded out. And you have this mentality where you think of yourself as an independent organization within an organization. So right. your budget, your cost, your, your your projections, your people, and you don't realize that you are a component of a larger body. And right. if you don't, if you if your hand chooses not to catch you, the whole body's going to suffer. And I think the PMP does put that into perspective, where it gives you a whole picture of you know when you do this, you have to think of the holistic view. And I think USC does an amazing job at expanding on that and, and giving you real examples, giving you case studies, giving you walking you through scenarios of experience and book smarts where you say, here's what's going to happen if we choose not to do X, Y, Z. So you have two departments and the organization as a whole could save $100 if one department includes a fraction of the process in their area. But that department doesn't want it because it adds to their cost. Mm-hmm. So they reject it. So holistically, the organization is looking to make money or save money, which is two, two sides of the same coin. But they choose not to because as an independent department, their job is to keep costs down. Right. If I do that, then I'm reducing the cost of that department because they're no longer responsible, but I'm adding to my cost. But you fail to look at the holistic view. You fail to look at organization-wide as the entire system, we're going to do better. And I think that's where a lot of organizations falter. I think that's where a lot of organizations fail, that they don't see that they have blinders, they have silos, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And, and they tell you they don't, but they do. The minute I've heard even recently so many times, oh, that's not our project. One, it's within our same department. Two, it's within our same university. So in every, every vantage point, I can see it. 
it is our problem because we are an extension of the university right. regardless of our organization so for me to you know we just had the learning environment project at, L, at USC where because of COVID we had to improve all the technology so that we could have international students actually sit in class makes sense save distance we can have people from home and we can have the professors control the class uh, technology from home and one of sure. the things about this project was it was it was not where it was supposed to be at that time and one of the things that we were told is well you know it's not doing very well just go there do what you can but don't worry about it you know it, we won't think it's, we don't think it's going to do very well so my vantage point is wait if this doesn't succeed USC could possibly be hurt by that. If USC is hurt by that, there could possibly be layoffs. If there's possible layoffs, that can hurt me. So mm -hmm. I had to go beyond that and think, okay, how does this affect the whole organization? And then I sat down with right. the PM. I was able to use some of the stuff I learned from the project. I sat from yeah. the program. I sat down with them, said, look, here's some ideas. And at that point for me, they're just theoretical based on the stuff I've learned in class. Everything played out well. Productivity went up everything uh, was 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 great everything ended up it was a successful project so we went from a questionably successful to a 100 successful and i think at this point they're just expanding on technology but it, it's one of those things where if i go there with the mentality of that silo mentality well it's not my project it's not even my department to one of i'm going to go in there and do everything i possibly can to make sure they succeed because if they succeed the university succeeds and if the university yeah. succeeds there's no layoffs Right, and think, right, and I think, and I think that's the biggest challenge. I think that's where the, where the, PMBA, the the program, and yep. the uh, PMP kind of highlight. There is a bigger picture than just you. There's a bigger picture than just your department, and I think that that's something a lot of people fail to see. Yeah, and I'm glad you bring that up, kind of the melding of the two, because that's that's essentially where I wanted to kind of leave us uh, with our with our last topic here is is neither of the cert neither the certification or the master is better than the other in my opinion i think equally if you choose one over the other fantastic um, i think to your point they provide different things for you depending on what you're looking for right um, but we see now that the pmp certification in itself is changing it's evolving it's 50 what you said earlier 50 now emphasizing people skills where i want to go with this is the master's program to me as well was so much more valuable having both the certification and the master's because it really was about that application to something that you're working on something that you can take away that you can uh, immediately apply to what you're doing the exam kind of gets you there But even with the exam flexing to include more questions on people, Oscar, do you feel like the exam is enough to get you to expand your mentality to your point? You maybe would not have seen this clarity in your previous project, that, the example that, you've, uh, that you talked about, if it hadn't been for kind of the experiences and conversations Uh, that we were getting out of our program. Do you think with the PMP exam emphasizing this people soft skills part now as part of their questioning, that if somebody just went solo, went straight for a certification, just the certification, um, 
with limited PM experience, I think, would they be able to kind of come to the same conclusion that you did? Uh, would they be able to apply anything coming out of the exam like you did with the master's program? What are your thoughts there? I'm going to say that it depends only because if more, I know a lot of people who actually have the, the, the scars of the, of the field work and they've taken the PMP and they're amazing. And then I've known people yeah. who don't have that experience and don't come to the most common sense. I want to say common sense, but it's only common sense if you've been exposed to it. Um, you know, it's, the, the program itself, it had, there's, there's, you know, you have to watch your step very careful because I found myself in my search for maintaining a 4.0, I found myself lingering on that intrinsic value and not so yeah. much on the ability of the knowledge. And it was when I realized like, yeah, I want the A's, but I want to learn too. And I had to make a conscious effort because I realized my wife says, why do you care? It's not going to say A student on your degree. And I realized it was true. It was more me wanting that intrinsic value of 4.0. So yeah. once I kind of separated or divorced from that, I was able to kind of grab onto the knowledge. And that's where the real value comes in. If you can look right. at the intrinsic value and say, yeah, that's great. But then look at the knowledge and absorb that and the, and, the, and the joy of that knowledge. Then at that point, you're learning from other people's experience, from books, from case studies. I believe you can come to the same conclusions. Do I believe someone who just went straight to the, to the PMP? I don't think so. I mean, unless they have this um, out-of-the-box thinking, I, I can see some people having that. But for the most part, I would say no, just because I've actually met people with PMPs who don't have that common sense track where, hey, if you keep going straight, you're going to run into that wall. Well, we'll worry about yeah. the wall when we hit it. And, <laughs> and and that's the thing, though. So I think that the combination of the both is, is good. So you have a lot of years experience. So when you get the PMP, it's more to validate your knowledge mm -hmm. to the employers who want it. If it wasn't for the employers asking for it, you wouldn't be asking for the PMP. So it's more of a validation exactly. of your knowledge. But, you know, one of the things I found out, there was people in our cohort who had PMPs, who went through the program, who said, what the hell is this? I, I'm a, I've been doing project management for X amount of years. I have a PMP. I have no idea what this is. So the program doesn't expose you to a wider vantage point. So imagine yes. you're, you're looking out of a telescope. Now you're looking out of a window. And I think that's that's the difference. So the the PMP, I believe, gives you the, the vantage point to see the to see the clarity of what it takes. The program gives you the skill sets or reinforces them to get you to where you actually want to be, where your vision or your end stop needs to be. So wherever your skill sets want to be. And you are actually, for me, I found that a lot of weaknesses, a lot of things that I never considered. So for me, yeah. So the, the like the, said, so the BMP is great. It's a good validation. People want it. Sometimes, you know, you, you got to go there. I, you know, they have so many certificates for project managers that, you know, any one of those, they could PMP is the largest. So that's the one that's sought after the most. Right. But for the most part, I would say, yeah, PMP is good to have. It's a very good knowledge base. But if you don't have the experience, you should probably tag along with somebody who does. Yeah. The university uh, education, that is just second to none. I mean, I, I don't think my mind would be where it is today if it wasn't for that experience, those professors who added to my knowledge and everything else that came with it. Look at that. 
and it's not i think that that is a a standing recommend like recommendation not just because i think you work for the university this is in no way affiliated because i'm saying the same thing and i have no connection there uh whatsoever except having been a former student as well and i think you nailed it oscar I, i I don't even want to overstep the last few um, statements you made. I think I completely agree with that. Uh, And uh, wholeheartedly, I think when you're looking at whether it's a certification or degree, I commend you as well in terms of um, wanting to further education. I'm always just personally a proponent of furthering education when you can, and you can make that investment in yourself. And so whether, you know, to the listeners, if you're looking at the PMP certification, good for you. Hopefully, you know, some of the things that Oscar and I have chatted about today will help clarify the differences. Uh, If you're looking at the master's degree, you know, uh, we gave some good examples of what you can expect there. And then ultimately, like I like I said, it's it's, it comes back to I commend you for even considering uh, pursuing some sort of higher education or certification, because I think the only the more knowledge you can gain in this in this field in this industry will just further set you apart um, as a very very strong project manager. And we collectively, I think, feel that we're we're both excited to be in a field that continues to grow and expand. And will be able to take you places that you know a lot of other uh, fields just don't have that flexibility to be able to do something like that for you. Um, so for those tuning in. You know, let me know, let us know if, if, if you have any other questions actually about uh, certifications, degrees, you know, what's the right choice. I think uh, we have definitely a good perspective having freshly graduated from our, our program. If it's, a, if it's a program like that you're looking at, I can definitely chime in about certifications. And um, I think it, it can all be sometimes confusing for some folks. So I think it's good for, uh, for people to kind of come in and with their collective experiences and give you some perspective as well. So with that, Oscar, any last thoughts on this topic that you want to leave us with? you're looking to expand your opportunities, I would definitely suggest uh, getting education. I don't know anybody else who has a program like USC. USC is by far one of my best experiences. And again, not that I worked there, but any addition to knowledge, it doesn't have to be from USC, any addition to your knowledge, any experience you can get, learn from the people around you, take the certificate, uh, go to the programs, anything. There's no such thing as bad knowledge. Even the bad ones you can learn from because you don't have to repeat them. So no, <laughs> yep. there's no such thing as bad. Learn everything you can in any way you can. And if you can afford a program, I would definitely say take it because it is a game changer. Awesome. Well, Oscar, I, it was a pleasure having you as a guest co-host here. I was excited to have you just because you're fresh out of the program and could really give that, uh, you know, really fresh perspective on on how you felt about it. So I appreciate you. I also commend you for finishing the program. I can't tell you guys the countless amount of texts and, and worry and concern that I would get from Oscar as he was going through the program. This guy worked super hard to get to where he's at. So I'm really, really proud of you for finishing um, the program and for uh, spending the time here to kind of chat through your experience. So Oscar, is there any type of platform you're on social media wise that people can, you know, uh, give you a follow or or chat with you, maybe a LinkedIn or or anything else? You know, when I have a LinkedIn account, I can send you the link for that. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah. So if you guys want uh, have any other questions uh, or want to chime in on this conversation with us, uh, I'll make sure that you have a link to uh, both of our LinkedIn profiles. So if you wanted to go ahead and click follow and send us a message, we definitely love to hear from you as well. So that will do it for today's installment of the Everyday PM podcast. You guys can follow me, obviously, on the everydaypm.com. Um, definitely make sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out the blog as well. Um, I am also on LinkedIn, so I'll make sure you guys have my link as well. Um, and that will do it for us. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Until next time. 